0: Welcome to the AI Ireland podcast, your window into the world of AI innovation on the island of Ireland. Join us as we explore how AI is harnessed to tackle both business and societal challenges, revealing the cutting edge solutions emerging from this vibrant AI community. Don't forget to subscribe for the latest updates and insights in the world of AI. Paul Sweeney, it is Mark Kelly, founder of AI Ireland, and you are on our podcast, I think for the second time, but well, you have been coming to the AI Awards for the five years I know you, and I've known you probably the longest one in the ecosystem, I'd say, since 2018. So thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. Totally my pleasure to be here. So for people that don't know Webio,
1: what does Webio do?
2: Webio is a conversational interaction platform that helps companies interact with their customers, predominantly around the credit and collections conversation, And then helps them collect money or make arrangements to collect money with their end users. So those kind of companies could be anything from a utility company to a bank to a consumer loans company or indeed a debt collection agency. Any one of those could be a user of Webio. Um, It's a part of a movement in the whole credit and collections business to become digital. So, The traditional way of doing things was you sent out letters, you made phone calls, and you try to get in contact with people. And then you try and elicit from those people a promise to pay or indeed get a payment made over the phone. And it's one of those jobs that nobody likes doing. Um, It's, from a customer point of view, quite annoying. And I think during the whole pandemic, what really became obvious to companies was. We really need to accelerate the path from that world to the digital world because this is a customer journey like every other customer journey. It just hasn't been given the time and effort to to automate it and digitize it and by making it conversational, we could actually open up the conversation on both sides, come to better outcomes and. If you've been in a house or grown up in a house where letters arrive on the doorstep and calls are made and people arrive at the doorstep and it's all about, hey, you know, have you got the payment this week or can you make a payment this week or how are we doing with that payment? Or can you have another payment? And if you owe money to one company, you probably owe money to eight. And you as an individual, like you are probably in some form of distress, like someone's lost a job, maybe both of you have lost a job. And these were all the traditional ways that people got into situations through no fault of their own, where they're economically vulnerable. And if you can imagine the overhead, like the mental overhead and the emotional overhead of having that same conversation, maybe all day on a Friday, and maybe every week, because they're phoning you every week and you've letters arriving. That's like, brushing weight on on an individual and so that world has really now transformed over the years because legislation has come in and rules and governance has come into that market and it's really much much more professional than it used to be before and the job now if you think about it is you can't chase people for money they don't have it's actually illegal you can't do it and on the other side there's no point in individuals making promises to companies that they can't keep. So the job is to try and find out how we can have a better conversation between the two parties that comes to those outcomes through conversational interaction and then enables them to enact those agreements, to kind of sign up for those schedules. Um, And that's our goal. And if, if we can do that, we believe that a lot more processes end up working more effectively, and the companies do better. So they're incentivized. But millions of people, like do not get that dreaded letter and those poorly worded messages that send people into a spiral and and uncontrolled kind of Paul patterns. And we really want to make a difference there, and we think we can
0: today we're speaking about Paul being a finalist for the AI awards and best use of AI responsible and ethics. And, or responsible AI and, and ethical considerations. And this is important because, as you said, people fall into financial insecure, insecurity. You know, it could be a loss. They say you're three paychecks away from being in a pretty dire situation. And I think if you live in you know, different parts of the world, it's, it's probably a different conversation in terms of how many paychecks that is. But what it does to your self-esteem, but also what it does to your family and your loved ones, we know it adds an awful lot of stress. One thing that came across in your application was the Empathy, leading with Empathy. And, you know, having that kind of digital, digitalization type of product that actually takes into consideration all the different factors like you articulated. Tell us a little bit more about the underlying technology, of well, how it actually is used. So
2: let me start with the really simple thing. Okay. Remember, I just started out there saying, hey, if I owe you one, I probably owe eight companies. And that means I have eight forms. I have eight identification and verification routines. I have eight different income and expenditure routines. I have a lot of labor to do, right, to, to be involved in that process. Now, if you can imagine that you could input that information conversationally. So, for instance, I can say... I lost my job last Thursday. I have an interview next Friday and I might be re employed by the Monday after that. Um, It looks like I'll be employed for around 250 uh, euro a week um, and it's a delivery job. Okay, all that comes in as a chunk of information. Now I can extract from that, okay, dates. So the date they were left mid redundant unemployed, I, I can pick out that date. I can pick out the date that they expect another job to come along and that it's a prospective job. I can pick out the amount of money that they're going to be earning. So now I have like maybe two or three critical pieces of information. And then I I figure out, okay, what else do I need to ask this person to clarify something like likelihood of getting another job? And I might ask them something like, how many interviews do you have lined up? And let's say the person says five. I go, well, I'm going to look that up and go, by and large, that person's going to end up getting a job. Right. Chances are that a lot of interviews, something's going to happen. And that might influence what I do next in my conversation. I might ask them, hey, let's just explore that other costs that you have. What other costs do you now have that you didn't have before? Or what bills are you finding it difficult to, to meet? And I get a little income and expenditure conversation going. And what I'm doing is I'm. I'm actually getting the information from you, but it's happening conversationally. I don't know if you've ever been in any kind of an official process with the government where you're trying to apply for something and you're looking at all the forms and you're looking at the boxes. And I remember those income tax forms and you're trying to like you flipping four or five. I'd be just, oh, my God, like I'm maybe I should have a drink before I do this, because I actually am intimidated by going through these pages. If you can capture that information conversationally, it makes it a lot easier to get through, right? That's the first thing. The language you're using is we were working with one company. We didn't change a single thing about the process. But on their first message, what we did is we changed the tone of the message from a formal, we are hereby, da 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 da, annoying with regards to the issue at hand, and saying, hey, Bob. Uh, just letting you know that we're available to talk about that loan if you're having difficulty just contact us it's okay you're not the only one we'll we'll work through it and we've got a 30 percent uplift just on the first message now i'm not saying that that's you know uh, a miracle what i'm saying is is that words matter how you say things matter how you invite someone into a conversation matters and Marketing people have known this for years, like how you say things, how you phrase them will have an impact. So all we're doing is we're taking some conversational technology and we're saying, how can we make that invitation as inviting, as in engaging as possible? Now, let's say you're engaged and you said something again, you're typing this information back like and again, I've, I've seen some of these messages when doing analysis. People can give you one line like I'm very sorry. I'll pay on Friday. Done, right? Or I'm in a very difficult situation. I've just been uh, thrown out of home. My husband's left. I've here on the street with two kids. I don't know where I'm going, like a long message. And you've got to parse that message, figure out, OK, whoa, well, this is someone with not just one, two or three vulnerabilities. You've got to score that as multiple vulnerabilities. It's a high potential of something um happening here and you've got to get that message and and highlight it so pick it out of its queue pick it out of where it is get it in front of an agent get it to the top of their queue this is the situation they've got three main vulnerabilities something has to happen now contact them immediately and put them in contact with services and while the ai what it's doing there is it's the Our technical phrase, you're disambiguating the inbound message. And then you're intent based routing the message and with intelligent summaries. So you're using that kind of large language model stuff to get a summary of the conversation. And then you're able to act on it, but you're doing it quickly. And so if a regulator is looking at how are we dealing with our customers as a utility or a bank or someone else, we're saying, We've got absolute processes in place to pick out where people are showing signs of vulnerability. We have processes in place to route it quickly and deal with it in the fastest manner possible. And that kind of uh, focus uh, is um, a real, it's a real benefit to everyone, but it's also a real point score with the regulators that you're doing
0: something. Yeah. And I think what you have is rather than just an outcome approach of we just need to get the money in and. We're gonna do that. You're taking it to, this person is a human being with feelings and emotions and whatever you do can impact their whole psyche. And we do know that paying back loans and working in a sequence is very, very important for self-esteem, right? And confidence and actually getting back on the on the wagon because nobody intentionally goes out to, to, to do this, or very, very few percentages uh will we'll do that. So When we look at the underlying technology that's powering some of these decisions and some of the automation that can be brought in to help with that and kind of help companies. And are you having a privacy and empathy by design? So so the engagement is, as you said, hi, how are you reaching out? Um. How do you make this happen?
2: This is really heartbreaking stuff for development because it takes so long to do it right, but you have to do it right from the start. So it helps to know what the vision is for the company. We knew that everything that we did has to sit in the Webio platform. Uh, So we had to build our own natural language understanding engine. Uh, We built and trained our own fine-tuned language model. And we actually have multiple language models in an orchestrated multiple orchestration thing. And we have our own dialogue manager slash kind of bot framework, assistant bot framework. And then the kind of fourth little piece is, is an, like the, the industry API. Like we spent, I would say, 18 months just developing the API for like credit and collections, fully scalable, like all everything you need in this thing. And the reason is, is you can't have a conversation without the information that goes into the conversation. Like if I need to know what my balance is, your API needs to be able to pick up a balance. If you need to be able to push something to a queue and a group at the top of it, like it's vulnerable, then you need something that's able to ping that particular queue and group and do that action, etc. I think when you look at the transformation agenda that we were starting the conversation with to say, hey, your credit department or collections agency, um, how do you go digital? Well, you don't want to get like uh, multiple systems and employ a bunch of people and try and integrate it all on premises or in the cloud and try and get that going. All these people are under a lot of pressure. They're very low margins. Uh, they don't get a ton of resources. so. What they want is a, just give me the solution in the box. It's, it's Webio, it's Webio, it's Webio, that thing's Webio, that thing, assigned for Webio. It does everything you need in the box, and it's specifically trained for credit and collections conversations. So in terms of the ethics of it, in terms of ethical AI, the whole thing is we label, like we do our own labeling. Uh, you measure your labels. You get to develop your labels. It's trained on your data. It doesn't go anywhere else. It's not used for anything else. Uh, the the whole process of uh, training and fine-tuning the LLM, again, you can take that and get your own version of it, get a custom LLM, um, and have that hosted for you. And, and if you've got a scale business, you might want to do that. So our kind of ultimate kind of insight here, which is really uh, maybe counterintuitive, is you need to have everything in the one box for it to work. If somebody says, oh, I need this form to change for this input and that outcome, right, whatever the thing is, you'd be surprised that once you get into the details of each of the layers, of an application, like I'm using this bit in dialogue flow, I'm using this bit in type form, this thing needs to go over here. They don't work together. Like once you reach the limits of the simple action as designed, you're screwed. Like there is no way you're getting that thing done. Our customers are large customers. They're big companies. The name of the game is they need to be able to individuate their solution to their circumstances. So it's about saying, okay, this is your data. These are your labels. These are your intents. This is how you're training your language model. Here's your information from your knowledge bases or your FAQs or your other places. Now you're running this and if you need to export it to other systems, do it out through the API and back again. And so the architecture like everything is, there's no synthetic data. It's all data trained from the real conversations. Um, And what that means is you're fully able to control what's this actually trained on? What's this actually measuring? And if there is model drift, we're able to see that retrain and bring it back. So it's got full model control, version control, auditability of every step and every rollback of everything all along the way. And we think that you're going to need to have to do that for any large utility bank or financial services mm-hmm. business
0: paul tell us some brief we're coming up to the end of the show tell us some brief return on investment have you got any some statistics that come to yeah. mind from some of the work you've done there's a couple of these that are are, are like bottom line impacts
2: right so remember i was saying that people have to fill out these forms and they're quite lengthy right if you make those forms conversational like an identification and verification process or an and expenditure They can take up to 40 minutes for an agent to do. So we made those conversational and got a 60% uplift in the forms and a 52% uplift in payment arrangements. Now, what that means is 52% of people are now entering into a conversation with you, figuring out how they can change their payment structure into the future and agreeing to do that. And that's all automated. and if you think about a business where people are struggling for one and two percent gains, and you say, no, this is a 50% improvement, you kind of go, how do we do that? It's like, well, okay, there's a bit of a setup and there's a process for you know getting our bot flows together and integrating, blah, blah, blah. But a 40-50% uplift in something like an ID and V or an income and expenditure means that that's a top of the funnel type impact. That means that everything down. Means you're you're just going to have more more collections, and I think as well, um, there's some crazy ones here like uh, engagement impacts like seventy percent response rate on proactive outreach, seventeen percent engagement rate from unresponsive customers. So remember, I was talking about those people who just haven't are are not head in the sand. I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm really going to end up in problem. Seventeen percent of those people engaged. Um, now, 17%, like, well, 17% for these particular, for that cohort, that's a huge impact. Like that's really one and 2% is the best that programs would get before this. So that just gives you some sort of flavor because the nature of what we do, like you were saying, it's hard to evaluate sometimes the impact because we're like that all in one kind of platform, we're able to see, hey, that was the message. That was the response. This is what happened next. Here's the payment, here's the impact, and here's what would happen if you didn't. And you can just see that in the reporting. And so it's a little bit different than selling a generative AI. Like ours is conversation powered, but it's still digital self-service, digital collections, digital credit. And and you can see, like on our platform, that that's the benefit that was delivered. When you're able to do that, the kind of conversation changes because you're able to see the outcomes.
0: Great example. Paul Sweeney, Chief Strategy Officer at Webio. Thanks very much for your time.
2: Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having us again.
1: I'm really, really excited to unveil a new book, AI Unleashed, Navigating the AI Revolution as a Business Executive, which is now accessible to purchase on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. This publication is the fruit of half a decade's word of meticulous research and high-level conversations with experts in the field, both with Ireland and globally. The book is particularly timely, featuring current discussions on AI governance in the European Union and North America. If you aim aiming to grasp the full scope of AI, ready your enterprise for its transformative power, and utilize it to your advantage, this book is specifically crafted for you. It serves as a pragmatic guide clarifying misconceptions and presenting real-world insights for leaders entering the AI sphere. The book covers an extensive array of subjects from AI's role in diverse industries to generative AI applications and provides guidance on avoiding typical missteps at AI initiatives, all supported by the most recent studies. Additionally, the book highlights case studies and applications that have earned accolades at AI awards throughout the years and epitomized top-notch AI utilization in Ireland. For executives, polyarchitects, or technology aficionados seeking to make sense of the intricate world of AI, AI Unleashed, Navigating AI Revolution is your essential handbook. So it's now available on Amazon. This book furnishes you with the expertise and instruments required to deploy AI more effectively and ethically.